I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Dan Sullivan said that your eyes can only see and your ears can only hear what your brain is looking for. Your brain is a phenomenal tool. It will find whatever it is that you're looking for. You can set impossible goals and your brain will find the ways and the people on how to achieve it. Your brain is also a tool that will transform itself such that you can have skills, abilities, learn languages, whatever it is that may even seem impossible to you. The problem is is that in our world right now, we have almost higher autonomy than ever to shape the habits we want. And yet because of all the tools, because of all the distractions, most people's habits are literally destroying their brains. In this video, I'm going to share with you the seven habits that are destroying your brain right now. The first toxic and destructive habit that many people have that is literally destroying their brains, they've trained their brains to be slow. So the first habit is starting too slow. Think about you at the beginning of your day. Chances are you've got a lot of bad habits at the beginning of your day such that you start really slow. One of the key things that you want to do to get into a flow state is to get into a flow state fast. You want to train your brain to be fast so that when you wake up, you immediately start moving in the right direction. So this would include, for example, waking up, making your bed, start training yourself to start going fast to getting wins rather than having to overly think, overly complicate. This is a part of kind of the whole idea of like ADHD and stuff like that is is just the over analysis, the over slowing down, like having to like overly do too many things before you can just start. And so many people, they just, they, they have way too many roadblocks, way too much friction to just jumping in. The thing you want to do when you want to get into a flow state is you want to train your brain to go fast, wake up and just get moving rather than wake up, sit there. Honestly, think about how long it takes many people to just get out of bed. They're slow to start anything And so then they never actually really get into a flow state. So ultimately what you want to do is you want to train your brain to wake up and go fast. So wake up, get out of bed, make your bed, go hydrate, and then move on to the next crucial task. One of the key reasons why people's brains are trained to be slow is is because we live in a consumption society. And so most people are trained to consume, consume, consume rather than actually do, do, do. Like rather than doing the most important work and getting good at being in a flow state and rather than just knocking out the key tasks first and then, yeah, consume, can play, do whatever you want after that. But most people, they're trained right now to consume. And so they wake up slow and then they, they consume all sorts of junk that then literally scatters their brain. If you wake up and you start inputting rather than outputting, then your brain is going to start getting really confused. And then you're gonna, it's going to be really hard to get deep into that flow state. The point is, is that you don't want to consume first thing in the morning. You want to wake up and take, start taking action. Train your brain to take action. Train your brain that it can do that first task first and then get yourself clarified and then start working on that first task. Most people's lives, they're distracted and then they're busy and then they're so caught up and they have slow brains that it's really hard for them to honestly do anything well. Whereas if you can train your brain fast and you can get into a flow state and do important work. And when I say important, this is work that's going to change your life. This is me writing my book as an example. I wrote all these books, many of them while a PhD student and also while having six kids because you wake up and you get into it fast and then you just knock stuff out and then you've got all day. You can actually accomplish more when you train your brain to be fast. You can accomplish more 
by mid-morning than most do in a week because most people's brains are too slow. They've got way too much resistance and they need way too much consumption, honestly, just to get themselves going, which takes us to toxic habit number two. Toxic habit number two for your brain, which is destroying your brain, is overconsumption. And the truth is, is that most information is like candy to your body. Most information is training your brain to have really low standards. It's training your brain for entertainment, not education. And so most people's brains, first off, they're trained to consume too much. It's almost like an obese person that thinks they're hungry. We feel like we need more and more and more stimulation and consumption. But also, this is really low quality stuff. It's not a healthy information diet. It's a high consumption, high artificial diet. Most people's inputs are entertainment-based or just really low quality. And so because your input shapes your outlook, most people have a really low quality view of their world. They have what psychologists would call a low-level default future where they don't have a big vision for their life. They don't have high expectations. But most people are consuming information, food, even people and experiences that have created a low-level worldview, a low-level identity. And so your identity will take what it gives it. And because most people have overly consumed and they're overly consuming information and situations, people that have really low standards, then, then the brain expects that. Your brain is a prediction machine. It'll take what you give it. So you ultimately want to consume less and consume higher quality and less quantity. The 80-20 principle is true on all components of life. 80% of the information you consume right now is literally holding you back. 80% of the information you consume is lowering your vision of your future self. The 80-20 principle says that 80% of things create almost none of the results. It's the few 20% that really matter. You want to consume less. And what that requires is having a much higher bar, having a much higher filter and standard. As Dan said, your eyes can only see and your ears can only hear what your brain is looking for. Well, part of training your brain to be phenomenal, to be effective, to be powerful, is to have a really clear filter, really clear filter and really clear standard on what you say yes and no to. So just as you want to train your brain to be fast, not slow, you want to train your brain to have quality, not quantity, which means you have a lot higher filters, a lot higher standards, and you focus on less but better. It means you strip out most of what you're doing. You actually apply the 80-20 principle. You stop consuming stuff. And you just got to realize this. This is something you have to realize is that if you're putting something in, your input shapes your outlook. If you're letting something in, that shows that you have low filters. So anything you're letting in shows that that is within your filter. If you say yes, to consuming a bunch of junk media or eating a bunch of junk food or just honestly wasting your time, that shows that that's where your standard is. Thus, that's where your brain is. Thus, that is the future that your brain is predicting and creating. Your identity is that which you're most committed to. One of my favorite quotes is, is that you can know what you're committed to by your results, not by what you say your commitments are. We are all committed. We are all producing results. That is from the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. As an example, and this is an example they share in that book, your current weight, your current income, all of these things, your current self is what you're committed to. How can we know that? Because that's the results you're getting. A lot of people say, well, I'm actually committed to having more muscle mass or I'm committed to, to being healthier. No, you're not. You're committed to exactly where you're at. You can know what your commitments are by the results you're getting. So this is why you really want to have high standards, high filters, and go for quality, not quantity in all things. So toxic habit number two is, is that people overly consume. They overly consume, and this actually triggers habit number one, that they're now slow. So they have a brain that's slow and a brain that's overly stimulated on low-quality stuff, which now takes us to toxic habit number three, which is destroying your brain, which is that people are trying to do too much. People are trying to accomplish too many things. If you're trying to accomplish more than three things a day on your to-do list, what that means is that you're focused on shallow work and being busy rather than deep work and being productive. Every time you task switch, your brain is out of flow. Most people, they don't know how to go deep into something. You can't write, for example, a book if you're just jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. 
But because most people are doing too many things, they're used to task switching. They're not used to just going deep on something big. If you want to accomplish something big in your life, you actually have to learn how to focus for three or four hours at a time. And the ability to focus for three or four hours at a time means you're literally doing one thing for three or four hours at a time. As an example, me filming this video, I am not just filming one video and then switching to five or 20 other tasks. This day, if I am filming this video, means that filming videos is the only thing I'm doing today. That is called batching, so that my brain doesn't have to switch to a thousand different things. It's about doing one thing really deep for a period of time. This is what's called deep work. This is what's called deliberate practice. Most people are task switching 50 times a day, which means they're at the surface. One of my favorite books on this topic is called Catching the Big Fish. Most people's consciousness is up at the surface where they're only seeing little fish because they're task switching a thousand different times. This is like having a computer with 50 tabs open. In the book, Good to Great, he says if you have more than three priorities, you have zero. And so this, this applies not only to your life, having three priorities in life, having a really clear vision for your future self and just actually be focused on what you prioritize, not on just trying to do a million things, but it also fits with your month, with your week, with your day. If you have more than two or three things you're trying to accomplish each day, what that means is that you're focused on doing a thousand different things. You're focused on being busy and you're task switching, which means you're up at the surface. You're not actually learning how to go deep. And it means you're probably focused on the urgent, not the important. You're on the hamster wheel and you're not moving forward. The only way to aggressively vault and make leaps in your life is to go really, really deep, which means you're doing way less in terms of number of activities and in terms of number of goals and priorities. You're doing way less on a daily basis, but what you're doing is you're actually accomplishing a lot because you're going deep on like one or two things, and these things are important. They're not urgent. These are things you're developing mastery, and these are things that are going to have high leverage and impact for your future self. These are things that if you learn, if you accomplish in the future, you will achieve a huge amount. The problem is, is that most people are not clear and connected on their future self. They have a low-level future self. They don't have a massive future self that's super exciting. And so as a result, they're just busy. Their future self is just one day ahead of them. There's an amazing quote on this from Robert Greene, which I shared in this book, Be Your Future Self Now. It says this, By our nature, as rational, conscious creatures, we cannot help but think of the future. But most of us, out of fear, limit our view of the future to a narrow range. Thoughts of tomorrow, a few weeks ahead, perhaps a vague plan for the months to come. We are generally dealing with so many immediate battles that it is hard for us to lift our gaze above the moment. It is a law of power, however, that the further and deeper we contemplate the future, the greater our capacity to shape it to our desires. So the further and greater you contemplate the future, the clearer you get on your future self, which I'm going to get into in a second. The more you can do work right now that's important, that will put your future self into a phenomenally different position. But you can't put your future self in a phenomenally different position if you're just grinding the wheels, if you're just focused on the busyness. The problem that most people face is that they don't think that they can chop out the 80%. And so they're caught up in the busyness of the 80% and they never actually make time for the important. They never make time for that few things that matter and get really good at those and then ultimately use those things that are important to massively transform their life. So toxic habit number three is, is that you're doing too many things. This goes to the idea of quantity, not quality. You have too many things on your to-do list. You're, you're task switching too many times. You're focused in the 80% of things that don't matter. You're doing a thousand different things like a computer with tabs open, but none of them are actually moving the needle. You have to start developing discernment that most of what you're doing is better off not being done at all or being passed off to someone else. For example, who, not how. Most people in the world are heavily distracted. They've got a slow brain. They're focused on consuming too much and they're busy on the 80% of things that don't really matter. Whereas you can speed up your brain and you can focus on deep quality and then you can train yourself to do, just do the few things that matter 
which are going to have high impact, high leverage for your future self. You're going to be doing deep and important work on stuff that is going to be developing mastery that's going to actually provide you tools, resources, assets that are going to continuously change your life. Whereas again, most people, slow start, overconsumption, focused on busy, not productive. Toxic habit number four for most people's brains is, is that they do not have clear goals. They don't have a clear vision of their future self. They don't know where they're going. And if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter how you get there. Most people, as that statement went from Robert Greene earlier, most people, their vision of their future self is basically getting to the next paycheck, getting to the next weekend. They don't have a clear and specific vision of their future self. And they're certainly not going for a massive future self. In this new book that Dan Sullivan and I wrote, 10x is easier than 2x, we talk about the fundamental difference between having a 10x vision and a 2x vision. What it means to have a 2x vision of your life is, is that you're taking the past and the present. You're taking your current situation and you're using that situation to continue and create your future. 2x is a continuation. It is not a transformation. And psychologically, it is destructive to take your present life and use that to shape your view of your future. This is the common way, and in fact, in psychology, that's called the default future, taking the present and using it to shape the future. There's a lot of research that shows that because we do that, we under-anticipate who our future selves will be. In fact, 18-year-olds, most 18-year-old people don't think that they're going to transform that much. Most people think that who they are now is who they're always going to be. And so because most people don't have a clear vision of their future self, and also because most people take their present and use that to shape their future self, most people have a fragile identity. And because they have a fragile identity, they're not learning. They're not transforming. You want to have a seemingly impossible future self. And there's a lot of research on this. First off, clarify your future self. No more than three priorities. You want to be clear on your priorities, but you want it to be so high that it's going to, it feels impossible. You don't know how to get there. Why is that important? Because if you don't know how to get there, then your brain will start looking in new ways on how to find it. You'll train your brain to filter for the paths and the people, the opportunities, and you'll be raising the floor, raising the standards such that you now have to start saying no to the things that you've become dependent upon. Again, in this book, we talk about how if you want to go for 2x growth, you can keep 80% of your life. You don't have to transform that much, which is fundamentally bad for your brain. It's bad for your brain to not be required to transform. Because if you're not being required to transform, then your brain keeps all of the same patterns, all the same neural connections. And if it's not creating new connections, if it's not being required to transform and filter for new things, then your brain is atrophying. You want a 10x in a seemingly impossible future. And if you're going to go for 10x, what we say is, is that you have to let go of 80% of your life because 10x is such a high bar, such a high filter that only the best 20% of what you're doing right now matters. And you want to go into that 20% and you want to go deep. You want to get 10 times better at what you do. And this fits with growth mindset. You can get infinitely better at what you do in a few things. You don't even know how good you can get, but you got to let go of most of what got you here. You are not your past self. You are not the story of your past self. 80% of what got you here won't get you there. The only reason you're holding on to most of your life is out of security, out of habit. We like things to be predictable. We like things to have assurance. In fact, the research shows that people would rather have worse results in the future if those results are assured than to have amazing results if those results are not assured. People would rather have certainty and security for a low quality future rather than having uncertainty towards a desired exciting future. Most people go with what they need, not what they want. The challenge that most people have when they start becoming successful is, is that they're no longer operating out of need and now they don't know how to create a vision out of want. They don't know how to create a vision or a why based on what they truly want because all they've ever done is what they think that they need. So the 80% of your life, 80% of the distractions in your life are held on to out of emotional security and out of habit. And the truth is, is that habits are ultimately destructive for your brain as well. 
Habits are the opposite of deliberate practice. Deliberate practice in psychology means you have a clear goal and you're going through a training process that ultimately transforms your skills and abilities. In fact, if you actually listen to James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, he talked about how he was torn between writing a book on habits and writing a book on deliberate practice. And ultimately, he actually did write a book on deliberate practice, which is about getting 1% better. But he framed it as habits because habits are a more attractive topic. And his goal was to sell millions of copies. And he knew that the way to do that was to write on a popular topic like habits, not on a niche topic like deliberate practice. But his book is actually about deliberate practice, which is about having clear goals and about ultimately transforming yourself towards those goals. Whereas habits, if you really dig into the research, habits are the opposite of deliberate practice. The purpose of deliberate practice is to stop you from doing things habitually, because if you're doing things habitually, then you're not getting better. So to make this super simple, you want a really clear vision of your future self. You want to recognize that your future self is a different person than you. Then you want to start going for impossible goals. Why? Because impossible goals are going to require you to stop operating out of the habits of your past self. You, have, you even have to stop operating from the assumptions of your past self. And you've got to start finding new and unique pathways and people to get where you're trying to go. Your eyes can only see and your ears can only hear what your brain is looking for. You can actually choose the vision you're looking for. You can choose the standard. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Most people have not trained their brains for imagination. Imagination is a skill. Because most people are, are passively consuming, they have, they've lost the skill of imagination. Journaling is a beautiful tool for imagination. Sitting and thinking about what you want, learning how to train your brain to get what you want is a skill. Imagination is a skill. Then getting to a place where you get emotionally connected to your future self is a skill. And then getting to a place of commitment and knowing is a skill. Florence Shin said that faith knows it has already received and acts accordingly. So training your brain towards imagination, towards goals that seem impossible, is a massive skill. Then getting emotionally connected to your future self such that you actually care about your future self and you're willing to let your future self dictate who you are and what you do now. You're willing to let your future filter your present, then letting your present filter your future. Once you start getting emotionally connected to your future self and start operating from commitment, commitment is a statement of what is. You can know what your commitments are by your results. And so again, most people are committed to their current self, whereas you want to get committed to your impossible future self. So yes, you want to have an impossible future self, but also you want to go for impossible goals every 90 days. Every 90 days, you can transform your life and you can train your brain. You can even train your team to start filtering for the opportunities and the people. This will change your life in so many ways. One, you're filtering for better things. Your brain is a filtering tool, but also your brain is a transformation tool. It will transform based on what you give it. Train it to be fast. Focus on quality, not quantity. Focus on deep, not busy work. And then ultimately have a clear vision, have impossible goals and filter out the security blankets that are holding you back. This takes us to toxic habit number five that's destroying your brain. And that's not getting high quality rest and recovery. If you start going for impossible goals, if you start learning a lot like children, one of the things you learn when you have kids, me and my wife, actually, we became foster parents and of, of three kids back when I was doing my PhD program. And we were shocked that these kids needed like 10 or 11 hours of sleep. If you study any really high performer, the LeBron Jameses and stuff, rest and recovery, and just on any high level performer, rest and recovery starts to become really important because these people are focused on deep work, not shallow work, because these people are focused on quality, not quantity, and they're not overly consuming a bunch of junk. When you start really doing high quality stuff, when you start learning, when you start going from crawling to walking and going at every next level of your life, what that means is that your brain is transforming on phenomenal levels and it's growing a lot. You can train your brain so fast if you apply the principles I'm talking about, but also a big part of that is actually getting really, really good at recovery. Recovery is a huge aspect of flow. Recovery is a huge aspect of learning. Recovery is a huge aspect of high performance. In psychology, just as you have deliberate practice, there's also called psychological detachment from work. If you want to start transforming your brain a lot, you want to give it really good recovery. Ultimately, you want your time away from work to be high quality as well. 
You want all things to be higher quality, less quantity. And so you want to have forms of active recovery that are beautiful, that are fun, that are enjoyable, that are playful. And as you actually actively recover from work, you fully turn off, you, you turn on the ability to fully turn on. So again, most people's brains, they're slow. They're focused on consumption, not creation. They're focused on busy, not productive. They don't have a clear vision. And so they're focused on habits, not deliberate practice. But also most people have trained their brains to never be on or off. They're always just semi on, like semi on, semi off. They're like never fully at work, but they're never actually fully recovering. You want to train a brain that's fully on when you're working, fully off when you're not. And you want to learn how to go fully on, fully off as well to sleep. And so just as people, when they wake up, they start mindlessly consuming to start slow. Most people never go off, meaning they just fully shut it down. Put the phone on airplane mode and fully shut down and learn how to get really, really, really good sleep, really good recovery. And so if you want to start transforming your brain, one of the, one of the most important things you're going to have to do is get your sleep to an optimal level. Another huge aspect of recovery is just play, that our brains really love play. And so actually having hobbies outside work, actually being immersed in something. Immersion is such an important aspect of life. And we've trained ourselves to not really be immersed in anything except for immersed in mindless consumption. You want to be immersed in activity. And so play is such an important aspect of that. Having playful, fun, really enjoyable hobbies and things like that outside work that you truly immerse yourself in, that you learn from, that you get excited about, that you get passionate about. Ultimately, you want to get to a place where life is play. Play is deep. Work is deep. It's all play. It's all joy. But it's all deep. It's all immersive. It's all transformational. It's all joy. And there's enormous amounts of novelty and immersion. You want a life of immersion, not a life at the surface. Habit number six, which is toxic and which destroys people's brains, is, is that they don't take enough time to simply do reflection. Taking time to simply reflect on where you're at, to reflect and review your progress. This is a big aspect of deliberate practice, is to actually reflect on where you're at, reflect and review the last week, reflect and review the last month, actually observe things and even track and report things. There's a great concept that is called Pearson's Law that says that Basically, that which you measure improves. That which you measure and report improves exponentially. Take the last month and actually reflect and review on what you truly accomplished. How much of your time, how much, look at your phone. How much of your time did you spend mindlessly scrolling, right? That's reflection and review. How much did you actually accomplish? And I will say, chances are you may have accomplished some really important things that you don't really notice. Um, but also look at your spending, right? Just look at your card, right? Reflection and review is such an important way where you can, all progress starts by telling the truth. Like there's, that's just a key quote, all progress starts by telling the truth. And so as you start reflecting and reviewing uh, and seeing where things are at, all progress starts by telling the truth, then you can start being honest and starting to have a clear future self where you can start to make adjustments, start to weed out, start to raise the floor on, on your low quality habits, your low quality consumption, and start to raise that floor. Your brain is actually a, a reconstruction machine. And so habits are not a retrieval. Habits are not stored in objective entities. They are always a living part of who we are in the present. And so your past is always a reconstruction. Memory is a reconstruction. Memory is, is just as creative as creating a vision for your future. And so you want to continuously reflect, review, vision, view, and then ultimately turn your past into something beneficial. You want to turn your past into something that's useful. Even trauma can become useful to you. They call that post-traumatic growth. If you've learned something from it, if you, if you actually choose to imbue value in the experience. You can choose to create value in the experience because you learned from it and now you can be better rather than bitter. So, so just reviewing your progress, but also by proactively framing your past in what Dan Sullivan would call the gain rather than the gap, right? Viewing it in the game, having post-traumatic growth, meaning you frame it as, okay, so this week happened, right? I can see what happened. I'm gonna review it. I'm gonna see where I was in the 80%. I'm gonna see where I was in the 20%. I'm gonna actually make adjustments for next week and be better, not bitter. 
Now you've learned a lot. Now you've framed your past as useful, valuable, and now you can continuously be better because of your past rather than just honestly ignoring it or being unaware. The seventh and final destructive habit that most people have that's destroying their brain is that they're not pushing their body enough in fitness. There's so much research that shows that fitness, both cardio, but also weightlifting, that stuff is so good for your brain. And you ultimately want to train your body and train your brain at the same time when you actually do deep, intense fitness. Um, it's so good for your brain. I mean, even research shows that by doing intense fitness before mental work, now your brain's got all these endorphins going on. It starts firing a lot faster and learning a lot more. And so ultimately, you want to get into peak physical shape in order to get into peak mental shape. If you want to become better and better and better with your brain, such that you have a brain that can solve amazing problems, you've got a brain that's really creative, a brain that fires quickly, a brain that can create new connections fast and be super creative, then ultimately you want to train up your body. You want to get into peak physical shape, whatever that means to you. Actually, maybe getting a health coach, training up your body, training up your cardio, um, actually eating better nutrition, putting whole foods into your body, getting your nutrition dialed, getting blood tests and actually making adjustments. You want to get your body firing at a high level to support your beautiful brain. And that will also include good sleep, but weeding out more and more of the synthetic food, the synthetic junk and learning how to train your body up. This is something that I'm going through right now. I've got an amazing health coach. In order for me to get my brain and my work to the highest level, I've got to get my fitness to the highest level. And I'm getting onto a really rigorous training plan. And a lot of it's going to be consuming a lot better whole foods, but getting much deeper sleep, but also getting my fitness to incredible levels. Like you can actually get your fitness to incredible levels, incredible weightlifting, incredible training, um, and get to an elite elite again all of us are different but you can you can get to more of an elite physical shape than you think and getting your body into an amazing level is so good for your brain and then starting to develop performance routines right where you're actually continually work and, and by the way this is something that even Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about in this book his brand new book be useful where he talks about how a lot of people they just go to the gym and they literally don't have a goal and you've got to have a clear vision you've got to have a clear vision or else Honestly, everything you're doing is a waste of time. The vision is between you and you. You get to decide if you want to be like an amazing rock climber, right? Or a marathoner. But ultimately, the idea is, is that you have a clear vision, a clear why, and then you orient your life, even your fitness towards that. Main point here is, is getting into elite shape and then training yourself so that the few things you do, you do it on a very high quality level, extreme high quality. Get your fitness to a level, get your, your strength, your stamina, those things to a high level, and then transferring that to deep creativity, deep flow, deep focus, you can transform your life. You can transform your brain. You can get into elite level shape. You can get deep sleep. You can continuously achieve the impossible again and again. Your brain will help you do it. And your brain wants to filter for things that you're currently not seeing. All the gold coins because you're right now looking for the bronze. Your brain wants to transform. Your brain wants to develop unique skills, abilities, connections right now. You get what you're committed to. As people, we're all committed. We're all producing results. Your brain will produce the results of what you're committed to. Train your brain to get what you want, have that clear vision, transform, go deep, quality, not quantity, be fast, have quality, go deep, be focused, have that clear vision of your future self, take time to transform your past with deep recovery and transform your fitness so that you can become elite, both physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Have an amazing day. Talk to you later.